Don't fake it, just bust a move. This joint is gonna get you in the mood. Yep. Uh, I'm back, you guys. Sorry about that. Took a long hiatus. Uh, you know how it is. Just got to get through some stuff. But I'm back, re-energized, and I'm happy. Um, man, we are in Corolla Studios, and guess who's here? And he was on time. Dre. Yeah. On time. Dre left 45 minutes ago. You know why? Why? Total eclipse. Total eclipse. To- Did you see the eclipse, Chris? I missed it. Did you see the eclipse, Nick? How can you tell if you've seen an eclipse? Isn't I don't know. It, well, here's it? the rules. You're not allowed to look at it. I, yeah. left, I left early, specifically early, so I wouldn't look at it. Like Because <laughs> I was like, I got to get to the studio before this happens or... Yeah, I don't have the glasses. Yeah, I missed it too. Well, they said you can poke a hole in a piece of cardboard. <laughs> None of it makes sense. To None me. of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. I don't even think there was really an eclipse. I think it was just partly cloudy. <laughs> yeah, right? like people are posting it. Did you see it? People are posting it like eclipse, and I just see a fucking cloud. <laughs> like what is that? There was the eclipse on Saturday. Then, if that's the case. Chris is eating. Chris told me not to eat, and he's the one munching down on Trader Joe's beef jerky. What are you talking about, man? See? <laughs> I love it when Chris locks him on and eats because his cheeks just, like, I think he stores the food on the side of his mouth and chew, like, he chews from the side of his mouth and then it enters the teeth and then goes to, like, the tongue and then it rolls back. There's a path I've carved out. Yeah, yeah. I see. Do you know what I'm talking about, Nick? You know how most people put the food in the middle of their mouth? And it sits on their tongue and you chew on the outside. And then it, yeah. I think Chris stuffs the side of his mouth. Because every time he eats, there's like a ball, like a like a, like a a baseball player when he has a wad of chew. That's what Chris, look, look. Yeah, Dizzy Gillespie. I mean, do you yeah. keep Dizzy the, Gillespie. Do you keep that around for a little while? Do, or, what do you do? Yeah, what are you doing? Are you sucking the juices out? Are you dehydrating the well, beef, beef jerky? I mean, you got to chew that for a while. So I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm in it for the long haul. You know, just, uh, I guess. But you yeah. chew from the cheek? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I chew for every, from everywhere, yeah, man. Yeah, you chew from everywhere. Yeah. As long as it gets down the gullet at the end, have her, have her way. Look at him. Listen to that. Yeah. As long as it goes down to the belly. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He's become a little cocky in the yeah, last couple yeah. months. He's been oh, a little, what are you talking about? Ever since he came back with his... Because I eat? Ever since he came back with his little... His tan. Yeah. And he was out at Monterey. Yeah. Having a, an oyster eating contest. With, with himself. himself. He came up, he walked in here. I want everyone to hear this. He comes in, he's like, dude, I just got back from Monterey. You know how it is. I had to, uh, I was hanging out with the millionaires racing their automobiles. <laughs> Anywho, I scarfed down 47 oysters. I got, we, and both that Dre and I true. were like, yeah, and, and Dre, no, the whole thing is true. Yeah, that's not a hyperbolic number. That's the that's number the he number. used. Yeah, 47. And here's the thing. Dre and I looked at each other and were like, that can't be good. You have to be shitting mercury. There's <laughs> like mercury is coming. You are like a, a, a human thermometer now. <laughs> That's how much mercury you have in your body. There's no way your kidneys can be functioning correctly after 47 oysters. I've heard oysters are an aphrodisiac. I wonder if when he came back, his girlfriend felt it off him. Oh, she felt it. Oh, she felt it. She, and you know what else? She felt like she's being taken advantage of yeah. from some dark-skinned man. But you're not Chris. <laughs> yes, I am, baby. This is a different Chris now. I'm a lot tanner now. I know more about automobiles. I chew 
with my whole mouth. I chew with my whole mouth. Preferably the side. <laughs> Who are you, you imposter? Get out of here. But she's not really wanting him to leave. Get out of here. <laughs> she's turned on by the whole thing. Yeah, she's turned on. Get out of here. Don't worry about it, baby. I had so many oysters. Get out of here. So that's what happened with Chris Loxamana. He was in Monterey, California. And he came back a browner man. <laughs> I sure did. Well, the, I still got the farmer's tan, though, because I was wearing a T-shirt. Yo, it is so cool how, uh, like, especially Filipinos in general, when we tan, it's a beautiful tan. It's a nice shade of brown. It's yeah, like people offer me though. sunscreen. It is instant. It's an instant tan. I'm white my the whole year until I get to Hawaii, and then I become like this this Filipino man. I'm so dark. Yeah, you you're just always dark. You got a really? little. You got darker. Really? You got darker though. You, you you noticed? Yeah, I know. I was I, with you in Hawaii. You got is, darker. What is that internal conversation when you look at me and go? He's, he's gotten darker. Do you, it, did you share that with with, with Amy or did, no? Did you go? Did you notice? No, I just saw uh, on your Instagram <laughs> on your Instagram pics. I was like, oh, he's using a filter. <laughs> 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 he's never this dark. Yo, I hate to say this, Nick, Chris, and I hate doing this. This whole black thing and the stereotype. But my Me God, too. bro, you lived the stereotype the whole time in Hawaii. What are you talking you, about, man? You would not get in the water. You should have seen him. <laughs> you should have seen him touch the water. Like like he's only seen it on the TV. He walked slowly to it. The waves started crashing towards him. He ran away from it like it was a water monster. And then he just gave up. After his ankles got wet, he was like, man, I'm going to go back to the towel. And then just laid on the towel. Never, ever went in the water. My sister Gemma, she tried to be cute and splash water on her, and then the wave knocked her out. Rolled like three times, and then she just ran. Didn't even look at anybody. Ran and hid underneath an umbrella. So you guys had a little couples retreat in Hawaii? Yeah, yeah man. A couples retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Gemma, Dre, Amy, and I went nice, to Hawaii. Man. It was nice. It was really nice. It was beautiful. Dre was so funny, though. Like it was the funniest thing. What did I? I don't understand what I did that was so funny. So I never I wore I never wore swim. never wore sandals. Always had socks on. <laughs> it is so hot and humid. Socks, full on socks with shorts, to the beach. <laughs> That's not true. It's very true. <laughs> Knee highs. Knee shorts. highs. Yeah. Cruise with the stripes around the calves. I'm like, Dre, come on. Hey, I ain't getting no sand on my feet. <laughs> Dude, I went out and got a special pair of Crocs for, for the, he for the trip. He did get Crocs. It was so funny. <laughs> this grown man was rocking Crocs in Hawaii. That's right, man. Have you been to Hawaii? I have not. My, uh, my family went without me when I was like eight. Really? Yeah, my sisters and my that grandma. Sucks. That really sucks. That's a horrible story. That's a horrible story. You shouldn't tell that to <laughs> you anybody. Not. That's really what happened? Yeah. How old were you? I was I was it was during the ninety six finals when uh so I watched that with the family I stayed with. But that's, uh, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, not the that's same thing. That's, that's my thing. kind of paradise, watching Jordan win rings. That's true. Ninety six was good, that was against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seventy two and ten. But yep. Nick, he kinda has to say that now, right? 
Uh, that, it was, that was his personal yeah, paradise. Yeah, he has to say it now, but the whole time he was watching, like when Jordan <laughs> scored, they're like, Jordan with the with the reverse. And he, and he was like, yeah, but it ain't Hawaii. I bet you it's more fun in Hawaii. Hearing ukuleles in my head. Oh, oh man. I feel so bad, Nick. I'm sorry. <clears throat> One day. One day you'll get to Hawaii. I do a joke about Hawaii, and it's so true. But their favorite vowel is the letter A. That's their favorite vowel. Out of all the vowels, the letter A, right? Right. So all of the streets have at least 17 A's in it. I noticed that. <laughs> and, and it's literally, and, and I, I hate to say it, like we have GPS or whatever. You can just go to your phone and find out. But even then, your GPS can't even pronounce the, the streets right. Right. And then you ask someone for directions, and they, they talk to you like, like everyone's streets have 18 A's in it. And they they go and they'll go like this, yeah. Just go na le kala akala yoko yeah. And then make a left turn ala aike aika uaiake, and then make a left turn, go straight about one mile ale akala oko aike aika aia, and then and then make final left on ida kela akale apostrophe a a a a. You know they put an apostrophe and three a's after it. It's formal spelling. Is that formal spelling? I don't know. Yeah, it's Hawaii and Alabama for some reason. What does Alabama do? They just love A's. A's. Get out. A-L-A-B-A-M-A. Oh, just Alabama. (laughs) Alabama. You jerk. (laughs) You know what uh, Hawaii looks like they love is uh, those Tacomas. That video you made was awesome. Bro, I did this Tacoma video. That was funny. And then the local news put it on their 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 broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was, was the craziest thing everyone in Hawaii was just like hey brother you on the news <laughs> I'm like what and they had me on all of it from like 6 o'clock news 8 o'clock news 10 o'clock news the, you know the funniest thing Chris is I I'm laying in bed in the hotel and all of a sudden you hear the, the news reporter local comedian Chokoi <laughs> Has something funny to say about uh, the locals in the Tacomas. <laughs> <laughs> then they just start playing my clip. That was a funny clip, that, though. That was good. I want to make another one. That was good. That was funny. I want to buy Tacoma after that. Bro, I'm driving one right now. <laughs> I got into an accident. I got into an accident. In, a, in my Tesla, okay? And I hit a curb at about 40 miles per hour. Blew the axle, I think. Blew everything out, man. This is 20 grand worth of damage, bro. Are you kidding me? If that was a Honda, it'd only be like $3,000 worth of damage. This Tesla, this is what the guy said to me. He's like, yeah, you blew the axle out. You blew the air suspension and it's brain. You blew Tesla's brain. And Somehow connected to Elon, he could feel yeah, it. When yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, every time a Tesla gets into an accident, Elon goes, "Ow!" <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, what's that movie? Unbreakable? What is? Is it Unbreakable or Breakable? With Bruce Willis? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. was that called? Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah. he was like, he's like Samuel Jackson, right? He feels everything. Ow! Mr. Glass. Mr. Glass. So, Mr. Glass and Bruce Willis. What was his character? He could not. Uh, he could not get hurt. But he, but Mr. But, Glass felt everything. Yeah, he got hurt after everything. He'd fall down and break every bone in his body. Yeah, it was fragile. But no, was he feeling the pain that Bruce felt? No, no. He was just. He would just always hurt himself. Yeah. 
Well, what kind of superhero is that? <laughs> <laughs> He's he not was, a superhero, was he? No, he was a villain. He used his mind to to mess with people. But then he couldn't. He just always broke something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad he. I'm glad. Did he got Toyota it. hit you up? Because like, I feel like you did more for them than than Toyota themselves. Yes, I'm telling you, bro. That thing went viral, man. It was so funny. That definitely should be an endorsement situation, right? I think so. It was so I, funny. It, it was funny, man. Everyone was dying, man. So, anyways, my Eclipse, uh, my Eclipse, my Tesla, <laughs> my Tesla. Yo, the the whole thing is broken. It's gonna be. Here's the thing. Here's the good part and the bad part about Tesla. Good thing is, dude, I've never been to a gas station. I have this rental car, and I, dude, <laughs> oh, you don't even, bro. You, I've been to the gas station like 19 times. I you hate, hate it. it. You hate it, don't you? Every time I look at the thing, it's like the orange lights on. I'm like, really, Toyota? <laughs> Stop eating so fast. <laughs> You're just gobbling away on the gas, bro. Tesla drove all day. Didn't have to worry about it. Go home, plug it in. You know what I mean? So that's gone. You haven't ran out of gas yet, have you? Stranded, have to have Dre pick you up? Oh, my God. No, thank God. <laughs> but check this out. This is the bad thing about Tesla. No one ever has the parts. Like, Tesla never has the parts. They're like, okay, we have the axle. We have the wheel. We don't have any more Tesla brains. We have no more brain left? No more brains. And you also snapped its spinal cord. <laughs> I had no idea Tesla had a spinal cord, but I severed it. The the what is the number four number four vertebrae? Your Tesla is now suing you. <laughs> My Tesla has to wear a neck brace. <laughs> it's the worst, man. So what do they got to do? They they it have takes, to make they have to make physically basically make them more because each part is made for one car. So it's like you got to wait. So I've been waiting this whole time. I had a gig. I was practicing for Fallon, right? So I did the Jimmy Fallon show, Tonight Show. And um, Congratulations. Thank yeah, you. And it. it was like, it was my first time in like 11 years or something like that, or 10 years. I can't remember the last time I did it, but it was a long time since I'd done a, a TV show set. And it's a lot harder now because now they are, they're like PG, PG. Yeah, you can't say anything. They didn't even want you to do accents or anything. Oh, crazy. really? Yeah, they were just like, hey, let's just kind of keep it PG. We don't want any letters coming in about you doing a voice. You know what I mean? Which is understandable. Not, you know what I mean? re- not really. I, I don't know. I kind of, I, I guess not. The, with, if you're doing a character? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to bad. You know, I'm happy they no, put no, no, me I, on. I get it. Yeah. But, but, but you I know, just, they got the rules and they got their, they, they got certain things. I just that mean they, the industry as a whole. I'm not specifically saying. But, but who messes that? Yeah. The industry as a whole. Yes. But who's messing this up for them? You know what I mean? It's not NBC. NBC's just like, they just want to be like, all right, cool. We, <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, because it's like, okay, like when we do something, our complaints are maybe like three people on Twitter. Right. Right. Now times that by a million. It's yeah. like it's it's a headache that doesn't need so I get it, you know what I mean? Like whatever. But I mean I had to practice that set. Oh my god, because you gotta send it in word for word. Wow. And then you gotta say it word for word. And then you gotta keep it under four and a half well not under, but it's gotta be four and a half minutes. But you know, but you gotta include applause breaks, you gotta include like 
you know what I mean? You just yeah. got ah, oh, it's so it was it was something, man. It was I was like I felt like I was like Rocky just training <laughs> for 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 uh, you know what I mean? Like this, yeah. but that's the clever Lang. But that's the thing is you do you do an hour and a half, four three four days a week. Yeah, and that, and that four and a half minutes is work is real. It work. was real work. Yeah, because one, I'm a storyteller too, so I like I'm not really a joke teller. I like right. to tell the stories. Don't get me wrong. They're jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I get them in joke form, but I just, I like to to describe. I like to reenact. I like to do all that stuff. And to cut all that fat out and just get it within four and a half minutes, I was like, oh, God, let's see this. But I was going up everywhere, bro. I went up in Hawaii. Really? I went up to an open mic, man. They do? You I, didn't know that? No. You didn't know that? Mm. Okay. Do you go as Joe Coy, or do you put like a little costume on? So, so check the, yeah, I put on a funny mustache and glasses. <laughs> and go as one of the Marx Brothers. <laughs> uh, um, so there's this. Okay, we're eating at this salad bar. Okay, you already left. That's right, you left yeah. already. So uh, we're eating at this one of those uh, Chipotle salad bars. You know where they just make it for you fresh. And this girl starts crying. She's like, "Oh my god, you're Joe Coy. I like you're you're the reason why I want to do stand up and I just want to be a stand up comedian. You're like my god. You're like my god. Like all I do is watch your clips on YouTube and I got all your stuff. And, oh my god. I just I can't believe it. Started crying so I took a picture with her and everything. And and I'm like, "So are you going up? Are you doing stand up?" Like she goes, "I want to so bad, but I I haven't done it yet." She goes, "I'm going to the blah blah blah." She names off some bar, right? Did it have a lot of A's in it, the bar? <laughs> the lot of what? A's. Yeah, I went to the Ale Kale Kale Ala bar. Great. Okay. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she goes, she goes, I'm going there. To, there's an open mic there tonight. I'm gonna go. And I'm like, Are you gonna go up? She goes, oh, Yeah, I'm gonna go up. So I'm talking to Amy, right? And Amy's like, You should go. Just show up. So I showed up. Oh, that's dope. Ooh. I showed up at this bar. It's like, and this is a bar. Like you know, like this is back when I was starting comedy, and you're just like. Put a microphone over there, man. I promise. I'll get them laughing. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what was happening. There was this – it was in the corner. There was a little stage though, but I mean all the lights are on. All the monitors are on. Sports Center. Everything's playing. (laughs) Everyone's talking. Everyone's talking. Glasses are clinging together. Yo, the kitchen door is wide open. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and it was just pure chaos. And – uh. And you can tell the comics see that I'm there. You know what I mean? Like, they're all, they, they, oh, shit, Joe Coy's here. And I'm just standing there, and then I find that girl. She's there. And and I look, I'm i like, did you sign up? And she's like, oh, no, no. They said that the it's full already. I'm like, I'm here. Like, <laughs> like what are you, are you kidding me right now? Like, I can get you up right now if you want. Like, do, do you want to go up? She's yeah. like, She's like, no, no, it's okay. I'm like, look. You're never going to go up if you keep saying no. Like, you're here now. Just go up. The more you say no, the easier it is to say no. And, and you'll, you'll eventually never go up. And she's like, no, it's okay. And I go, if I go up, will you go up? And she's like, are you serious? I go, I'll go up. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'll go up. I don't care. Right. And she's like, okay. And I walked right over, saw the guy that's hosting. Yeah. I go, hey, uh, do you mind if I do some time? And they're like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we all saw you over there but we didn't know what to do man we didn't want to walk up to you or say anything but my, you want to go right now man and just close it 
And I go, yeah, let me go, man. Let me go up. So I signed. I put my name down and stuff. And he's like, yeah, whenever you want to go up, just let us know. I'm like, yeah. And I want this girl to go up too. Yeah. So she signed up too. I went up, man. That was amazing. I think I, I did like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And uh, it was so funny because they all started calling their friends. <laughs> like, Joe Coy's here. Joe Coy's here. Too. And then slowly the bar just started filling up with locals. <laughs> it was the coolest That's thing, dope, man. man. Yeah, then it was to the point where everyone was just, it was there. Did like, they all have their phones out too, filming it? No, no, everyone was respectful. Cool. There was a, Well, there was one person that, uh, this is funny too, I go, there was one girl that put her phone up and started recording. I go, hey, you got to cut that. Uh, if I'm going to bomb here tonight, uh, I don't want it documented. <laughs> but, uh, yo, that, I, I killed it, man. It was great, man. Everyone was coming out. The, 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 the cook in the back called his wife. She came in with her pajamas on. <laughs> Swear to God, there was a comedian. Uh, I forget their name. They were all nice, man. They were all funny, too. But there was this one comedian that, uh, he called his wife who just had a baby a month ago. And he's like, hey, is the baby asleep? Get over here. <laughs> Joe's on stage at the Capolacuano bar. <laughs> and they all came, bro. Everyone. It was so cool, That's man. Tight, man. It was, I wish yeah. I would have recorded it, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways, that girl didn't go up. She still didn't go up. She didn't go up. And I go, you're kidding me. I go, did, did you not see what I just did? Like, I did not have to do that. Like, that I was, worked. That was her moment. I, I said that to her, and her boyfriend was right next to her. Finally, her because when I got there, her boyfriend wasn't there. And then when I then when I was there, uh, I think she called her boyfriend. And he showed up, yeah. and then uh, and he was like, he was like, yeah, babe, just go up, go up. And I'm like, dude, this is this is that moment when you should go up. You want, the night you, that I bring you up. Like, have you watched the Defiant ones? No. You oh yeah, yeah, that? I did, I did, I you did. Saw yes, that. yes. So, and I have a point to this is when Jimmy Iovine is is telling the story about. He has the choice of either on Easter Sunday staying home with his family or going to work in the studio. Yeah. And he walks in and John Lennon's there. Yes. It was that kind of it's moment. It's that moment. Yeah. It was that kind of moment. Do I Easter egg hunt with my four-year-old daughter? <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And, and just watch her grab eggs? Yeah. Or right. get a chance to, to make to, music with somebody that's probably not going to be around in another year. Yeah. But he doesn't know that, right? But that's the opportunity, right? Exactly. So right? I mean, yeah. So that was the that was her moment. That, yeah, that was her John Lennon moment. You're her John Lennon. That, she did say I was God to her. <laughs> <laughs> I I was kind of like disappointed in her. I was just like, come on, just just go up, just yeah. go up. Like you don't understand. Like this moment's not going to happen. I go. It's going to be even harder next week right. because I'm not here. It's going to be, these guys are wolves, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. they're, they're, no one wants to give up stage time. Right. Ah, man, I felt bad. Um, yeah, she'll, think, she'll think about that I hope she's. I hope she's listening. But you know what? I had that same moment. Did I ever tell you my story? My moment? Did I ever tell it on this pod? Yep. I did? Yep. About Aerie Spears? I don't know if you told it on the pod, but... I don't think I... I, I, I have you heard that story? Okay, so here's my moment. And I, I feel bad because I'm not doing the story justice because the host is still there at the comedy store. The host every Sunday, they do a potluck night where they mix pros with, you know, open micers. You got to sign up and people sign up like at like four o'clock in the afternoon or, or even earlier. I don't know when they, but they sit out there and wait because they want a good spot and, and, and perform at the uh, comedy store. So I put my name on the, on the list and then I come back that night with my friend. 
And uh, it's actually my mom's uh, my mom's best friend's daughter. Her name's Leilani, and uh, and we go there, and she drives me there, and uh, and the, I, I'm standing, I'm waiting for my moment. Now I keep getting bumped, I keep getting bumped. Now it's like almost ten o'clock at night, right? Mm-hmm. And the host, I forget his name, he looks at me, he goes, he's like, "Hey man, you're going up in two more two more comics. You ready? Two more comics. I'm bringing you up." I was like, "Okay, man, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I got this, I got this." And then they bring Aries Spears up. And this is Aries Spears before Mad TV and all that. This is like young Aries Spears, right. man. Just a beast, man. And, and dude, he's crushing. Like, just crushing. Like, right. like, like you've never seen before. Just like, oh, my God. And then while Aries Spears is up, he's like, okay, you, get ready, man. I'm, I'm bringing you up after the next comic. And I'm like, I, I don't think I'm going to go up. I said that to him. Right. Right. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna go up, man. I, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Yo, know, he's he, like I can't follow that, man. Like I, I'm good. I'm good. And then that I forget the guy's name. I wish I knew his name, man. But he's like he's like, all right. Well, I'm just saying, man. You should just go up because you're probably never gonna go up ever again. He goes after tonight. You're probably not gonna go up again because it's that easy to say no. Wow. It's hard to say yes. Right. He goes, once you get up there, man, you, you're, you're going to always do it. But the more you say no, you're never going to go up. Right. You're always going to be scared of that, man. So just go up. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I go, next time. I'll, I'll come back next time. Yeah. And then he just goes, all right. And he just turned around. And I just remember how he turned around just like like disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just knew, like, you're not, you're not going to come back. Right. Like, it's, it's done. And that dude, that killed me for so long, man. Like for for like a year, two years, I was just like, "Why did I bitch out like that?" Right. But then I started building like a little following in L.A. And then, uh, and then next, you know, I moved to 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 L.A. And then I get the Jimmy Kimmel show, and that dude's host. He's the host of Jimmy Kimmel now. Like he does audience warm up. Got you. Yeah, yeah. And I walked up to him, and I was like, "I just want you to know, your words cut so deep." That, like, I went into overdrive. Yeah. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. Like, he was so happy that I said that to him. But yeah. I was like, I just want you to know, man, I'd never be here on this show if it wasn't for you saying that yeah. backstage. Uh, I, I, You know, at the comedy store. So it was kind of cool. Like, that was my moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Right, I, right, right. I messed up. <laughs> and it wasn't a knock. It's not a knock on that girl. Nah. Because everybody has that fear. Yeah, and everyone. It's, and it's crippling fear. It is. Dude, <laughs> first of all, public speaking is just hard. Yeah. Like, just to stand in front of, like, eight people. Like, like if you're at work and they go, hey, we need you to talk to, you know, your staff real quick and blah, blah, blah. And talk. Like, people dread it. Yeah. Like, they don't, like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. You know what I mean? And now imagine trying to make a bunch of strangers laugh right. at what you think is funny. <laughs> That's even harder. Yeah, yeah. But um, but you know what's even cooler? You want to hear another part of the story, Chris? Yeah. Well, first off, are you talking about Don Barris? Don Barris. That's him. Oh, my him. God. Are you serious? Yes. Don Barris. That's him. I had no idea. Yep. Crazy. Don Barris said that to me. It, it, it cut so deep, bro. You don't understand, man. It was like I remember like I couldn't sleep. 
Because that was it was my dream to be a comic, man. And here I am bitching out because I saw Ari Spears just crush. Mind you, I'm not saying crush. I'm saying <laughs> full on destruction of a room, like like a bomb blew up and destroyed everything that could laugh. Blittered. If you went up after it, you would be talking to dead people. <laughs> he was he was on so much fire. Right. Aries is a beast. Yeah. Like he's so like he will crush a room. And if you would have saw him then, yeah. when he was like, I need some mad TV money. Right. Like I want to be famous. Yeah, he was hungry. He was hungry, bro. He was out. He was like search and destroy, bro. He was a beast, man. <laughs> and like no one should have went up. They should have said good night. Everybody should have quit comedy. Yeah. It was it was that, yo, I still remember his outfit, man. Like that's how much it Damn. burned into my memory. He had on this big white oversized white shirt and some jeans, oversized jeans and some Air Force Ones and a backwards Nike uh, uh, Yankee hat. Yeah. Like, I remember exactly what he was wearing, man. Like, it just burned into my soul. Like, I, I've never <laughs> seen anyone destroy a crowd like that. <laughs> It was nuts, bro. You, but should, you should see what I'm imagining right now. It's, it was, it's bro, if you ever been to the original room, like, you've been to it, right? Yeah. There's something about that room, man. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. You've seen the original room, yeah. right? It, it's, it's like, it's crazy because it, it just breathes comedy. And when, mm-hmm. when, the, when the stars are aligned and the things are right in place, it, it's, there's no room like it. Right. And that's what happened that night. <laughs> it was it was all the stars were aligned and mine weren't. <laughs> mine was the eclipse. I had an eclipse that day. <laughs> but dude, uh, yeah, Dom Barris, man. And, and, and you know another cool thing is Aerie Spears. So it all came full circle, man. And I hope this girl does it to me someday. Right. Because it does come full circle because Cause uh, I said that to Don Barris, you know, at Jimmy Kimmel, you know what I mean, and 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 I just thanked him, man. Like you are the reason why I, I pushed forward, man. So just, I don't know if that holds any value to you, but I'm pretty sure he said it to a million comics. But like that shit cut deep, bro. And then, because uh, he was like, I'm, I'm gonna prove him wrong. Like I was one of those guys. I'm, I'm prove him wrong. And then uh, seeing Ari Spears just like destroy, like I've never seen before. You know what I mean? Because oh, here's another thing. This is back in the day where you only seen a handful of comics. Right. Like all all I knew was whatever I saw on Def Jam, and of course the the other famous guys. That's yeah. all I knew. I never knew about the cats that are coming up at the comedy store like you don't know those guys those those guys are legends you know what i mean right until they get their deals or their tv shows it, it's all word of mouth it's right. like yo i was there sunday night there was this kid named aries like you know what i mean like it's like that yeah so i didn't know about those guys yet i'm still in vegas trying to do open mics you know what i mean so anyways uh no i haven't even done open mics yet that's how far back point, it goes huh? nah. yeah. okay so anyways uh uh, come, come full circle. Now it's like, I don't know, 18 years since that moment happened with Aries Beer or whatever, right? I yeah. can't remember the exact years, but it was a long time ago. God, no, it's been like 20-something years, like 25 years ago. Wow. Something like that. Twenty, Yeah, 25, 26 years. Dang. I'm <laughs> tripping right now because my son's 14. Yeah. That's nothing. Right. I was three when that happened. When my son was born? No, twenty six years ago. When, yeah, when twenty did this happened. Yeah, because I was doing I was doing stand up thirteen years before my son was born. Right. Yeah. So this was twenty six, twenty seven years ago. Wow. Oh my god! 
I've been doing stand-up for a long time. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyways, fast forward to Spears. He's at the Laugh Factory. He's just trying to run through a set. Yeah. He's like, I just want to do five minutes real quick. And he comes up, and he looks on the wall, and you know it shows everybody's sets. Yeah. And he's going up before me. And I'm standing, I'm standing right by the uh, – and we talk, you know what I mean? But we only talk when we're at the club. This yeah. is back in the day. Yeah. This is like I was at the Laugh Factory. He's a Laugh Factory comic. And we only like – it's like, hey, what's up, Joe? Hey, what up, Aries? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. a, it's that level. But we, we both appreciate each other's work or whatever, right? But I never told him my secret. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, uh, and then he he he's up before me. So right? at this point, he has no idea that he has that, no, that happened. None, none of he it. don't even know who I am. Right? He doesn't even know. So uh, so now he's up before me, and he just wants to run through like a, a lot. I think he's doing a TV set or something. Like he's working on new stuff. Yeah. Like he's not going to go out there and, and do what he normally does, which is destroy. You know what I mean? Right. So he looked at the list. and He goes, "All right, good." He went like that, and I go, "Oh, what's up?" He goes, oh, I just – he goes, I, I didn't want to go up after you, man, because, like, dude, man, you – sometimes you be killing it, man. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to work out some stuff, and, and right. like, you, you just crush it, bro. Yeah. Like, you, you're a hard dude to follow, man. Like, he said all this stuff to me. Yeah, that's dope. And my, my heart just started pounding because, one, it takes a lot to say that to another comic. Right. And, two, you're Aerie Spears. You're a beast. You know what I mean? So – uh I just looked at her and go, hey, can I tell you something? <laughs> and I remember this moment, man. He was at the bottom of the steps at the Laugh Factory, right on the side of the stage. And I just looked at him, man. And it was I think it was a Tuesday night or something like that. And I just go, bro, dude, I signed up for potluck night uh, at the comedy store. And you were on stage. And you were killing so hard. <laughs> I went home and rethought. <laughs> Like, I told myself, maybe I shouldn't be doing stand-up. <laughs> That's how hard you crushed. You scared me. I think I peed a little bit when they said you're going up after him. And I was like, I can't. I can't do that. Yeah. There's no way. And he was like, what? Word? Oh, man. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you blah, blah, blah. Like, but it was such a bonding moment between right. Aries and I. And like to this day, man, we're, we're just like, That's how we are, man. We're cool like that. Yeah, it, we got this little bond, man. It's kind of cool, yeah, man. Yeah. And we crushed. It. It's so funny. We did this one radio show, and we were co-headlining. Uh, I close, and Aries is going up before. And this is that radio show. It's like thirteen thousand people, whatever right. it is. It's huge, man. It's like in an amphitheater, and it's you know co-headlining. Aries Spears, Joe Coy. It's crazy, right? How it comes full circle. He goes up and crushes. Yeah crushes right and then uh and then now it's my turn right and then he he walks up and he's like he slaps me just gives me like he gives me five and yeah. he's like yo man destroy that shit like it was so cool man like I, I don't know if i can if that explains anything but it's just it's it's really cool man like like the respect you no, get, I get from, it. it's like, like it's like those are almost bookends so to speak yeah you know, of, of like the beginning and then not the end but the 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 uh, transformation into yeah and mind you it could have went either way uh, you know we yeah. were we were both headlining we were both on the same card it's just I I got to go up after him yeah and believe me you don't think I was shit my pants <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> especially when he started playing that track and, yeah. and and now here he goes he's about to do he's about to do Jigga yeah. he's about to do L right and 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 the crowd and and this is the perfect setting for that bit 
Right. And I'm just like, ah, oh, here we go again. The comedy <laughs> store all over, man. I went up, though. Yeah. I went up. But it's those moments, man. It's like, yo, seize those opportunities. But I'm, I'm not saying, like, it's going to be the end all. You know what I mean? But it's like, it could go two ways. It could burn you. And yeah. you'll never do it again. Yeah, it'll break you. It'll definitely show where you're oh, at. And it's, there's a lot of people that get broken by it. Like, yeah. oh, I'm never going up. Screw that. that, that oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> right. Or it can burn something in you, like burn you so bad that, that it eats you up inside. And that's what it did. It ate me up, man. Like for years. I was just like, and, I, and oh, and then he got Mad TV. Then he got uh, Jerry Maguire. Like, yeah. And I was just like, yo, that's the dude that ended my soul. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's a trip, man. But it's anyways. a cool story. Yeah, yeah. I think that's cool that like you get inspired by it rather than just bummed out like yeah. you're not good enough, but you think, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it even harder now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what you get to do with those moments. That's the cool thing. God gives you that opportunity. Yeah. You got two choices, man. What are you going to do with it? Uh, Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's scary when you think about it. It is. It is, huh? Yeah. Because, like, I can't explain stand-up. Like, it, stand-up is scary, man. Anyone that's deciding to do stand-up or I always wanted to be a comedian or uh, I want to get into stand-up comedy, I'm going to tell you right now, it is so scary. <laughs> it really, really is, man. It's really – it. It, you don't get to start off. That's why, that's why I get so mad when I bring cats up and I and I let them open for me. And I'm just, I look at them and go, bro, you have been so blessed right now. Like I am blessing you with this stage, right. with this many people. Because when I came up, it was bars where they were sitting people on the side of the dance floor because they didn't want to ruin the dance floor because it was made out of wood. And do you know how much it costs to make this dance floor? We're letting you perform, so just let the people sit on the side. If you're funny, they'll laugh. Like that's how these managers would talk. They would talk to me like that. It was like going up on stage before the band. You got the full on set, drums and bass, trumpets, and you got the guy. You got the guy tuning his guitar, sitting on the monitor while you're trying to tell jokes. Like horrible opportunities. I did this Jewish. About, oh, I did a Jewish fundraiser, uh-huh. Dre, uh-huh. Chris. I did a Jewish fundraiser with Sandy Hackett, Buddy Hackett's son, at this restaurant with no air conditioning, and they were paying five hundred dollars a plate, right? Four hundred, five hundred, whatever it was, because it was all going to donation. And Sandy provided the the entertainment, which was just two open micers and him. You know what I mean? And then I closed it in this bar. Not bar. It was a restaurant, right? And you know the booths, you know the uh, the six pe- six person booths. Yes, yeah. they put a piece of plywood over it, and that was the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know those those lamps that you hang on the you open the car hood and you hang the lamp and you work on your car at night. Yeah. You know that lamp? It has like a cage. It looks like a catcher's mask. You know that yeah. light? <laughs> that was the light. He laid it on the stage. Well, not even stage on the plywood. Pointing up towards us, and then here's the here's the best part: karaoke machine. It was a monitor, you know those monitors with a tape deck. Yeah. You put a tape in it, yeah. and then you plug your mic, and you get to sing on top of the the yeah. song. Yeah. No tape. He just let us talk in <laughs> to the microphone. It was a karaoke machine. Oh man. It was bro. It was so. Br- that was one of the most brutal gigs I've ever had. 
It was, I couldn't believe it. Oh, that's terrible. Rabbis in the front. (laughs) Rabbi, I hope you're funny. (laughs) You better be really funny, kid. I'm telling you now, this food was not good. (laughs) Not for $500. I hope you're good. Do your best, kid. It was, bro, and... That those are the gigs, man, and that's why stand up is so. And, and I'm not trying to discourage you. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, be prepared, enjoy the moments. Yeah. Because the cool thing about those moments is, one, it makes you prepared for the big shows. When there's a thousand people, you your mouth goes yes. Yeah. You don't understand. I was in a restaurant with eight people. <laughs> This is this is what I've been dreaming about. I'm ready. Of course you're ready. You made eight people laugh. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Miyagi. It's like Miyagi training, you yeah. know? That's why like if you're thinking about doing stand up, I'm telling you right now, yes, it's scary, but I man, it's addicting, bro. And the minute you go up for like like the first 3 times you go up, you're addicted. You can go up anywhere. Yeah. I'll go up anywhere. I don't care, bro. Don't get me wrong. I'll still get I'll still get the uh, the cotton mouth. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'll still get it, okay. but like the fear ain't there. I'm excited, more excited if anything. You just want that that feedback. Yeah, know? man, that instant feedback, bro. When I when I went up in Hawaii, that was the first time I did an open mic in I don't know how long. Yeah, <laughs> but when I went up and and just making it come to a complete silence was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Just like. All these other comics don't. Did, by the way, by the way, these comics were funny. These the, yeah. all these Hawaiian comics. If you guys are listening to Hawaii, go support, especially Maui. Go support these local comics because you guys have a nice little scene going on right now, and they're very funny. But it, I mean, you could tell, man. It was like it was it was rough, man. Yeah. They, they were washing dishes and clanking drinks and, <laughs> right. and complaining about orders, and you know, and these guys yeah. are just muscling through, and uh. And then, uh, but it was really cool to actually see everyone just stop doing what they're doing and then just form this like half circle around me. I was yeah. like, hey. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Hey, this is all right. Cool, man. Yeah. I felt really good. I mean, anyways, uh, that was a long story. I got another one. You guys want another long story? <laughs> yeah. That first one was great. <laughs> I'm going to give you. Yeah, I haven't seen him forever. Yeah. Give, give me all, all the right, stories. All right. Check this one out. This one's pretty cool. Um, So now I'm 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 in I'm in the game about man I'd have to say I'm in the game about nine years now I'm in the game nine years doing stand up right mm-hmm. and I, I I start I make friends with a guy named Honest John I, and this is a long story I don't know why I'm doing this but anyways I meet with Honest John very funny comic you guys go see him if you see uh, look him up support him go see him he's very funny because he gave me a lot of opportunities and I should pay him back I should actually call him actually <laughs> now that I think about it but anyways uh, I will call him after this pod I'm calling Honest John right now and I'm gonna take you know yeah. uh, link up with him but anyways um, he was a big BET's comic BET Comic View comic right remember that yeah and uh, and I met him through BET's Comic View, right? right? Um, and he was kind of like that old white guy. Yeah. Remember? He, I remember him. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. Old white funny, guy, stoner funny. hippie, and he made black people laugh. Yeah. And that's all he did was black rooms. He did he did the Deaf Comedy Jam tour. He did uh, the Black Comedy College tour. Actually, that's where I met him. The Black College Comedy tour. And uh, BET's comedy, that, that's all he did. Yeah. And uh, and he was notorious. Everywhere, every room, he he was up. And, and I was kind of like, 
riding on his coattails, always calling him up, asking if he can get me a gig. And he's like, yeah, man, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce you to Bob Sumner. And Bob Sumner was a guy that created uh, Def Comedy Jam with right. uh, Russell. And uh, I'm going to introduce you to Bob Sumner, man. And, and, uh, and he introduced me to Bob Sumner, and that's how I got on Def Comedy Jam tour, okay. right? Yeah. And then anyways, from that, uh, meeting all these cats, like uh, – uh, you know, Def Comedy Jam, BET's Comedy View, and you know all these. You know, I'm 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 performing with a lot of black comedians. I start getting on a show. I got on a show called uh, Fat Tuesdays, which okay. is also at the Comedy Store in right. the main room, hosted by Guy. What well, year is this roughly? Like, this is God. Man, I don't even know, man. I really don't. Okay. I, I can't even remember. It's been so long. Yeah. So if I threw a number out there, I'm probably lying. <clears throat> but it was a 90, long... 90s, though. It was before my son was born. So yeah, it was okay. 90s. Okay. It was like 96, whatever. Okay. So uh, and, uh, anyways, uh, I'm performing with Joe Torrey. So Joe Torrey, I don't know if you... Do you guys know Joe Torrey? But Joe Torrey is like a... Yeah. He's, he's a Def Jam legend. Yeah. He took over for Martin Lawrence. When Martin Lawrence left, Joe Torrey took over the show. And Joe Torrey was like... Like, to me, like, when I saw Joe Torrey, like, like, as a kid, I was like, yo, how do you just go up and make fun of people like that and not <laughs> do, real, and get real, killed? Real, real quick, um, in Tacoma, Washington, where we're from, yeah. Joe Torrey performed there. Yeah. And him and the the guy that was operating the lights yeah. capped on each other for a half an hour. And did Joe win? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe. Joe. That's with, what the, he, with the with the light operator though. With the light operator, yeah, because that's what they did. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like old school, like that. That see, like the, these cats don't even know because Def Jam was when when I was a kid. That was like this is untouched territory. Yeah, we've always heard about this underground, uh, you know, this underground movement of comedy, especially in the black community, because yeah. you heard it from like the bigger celebrities like like you know what i mean like steve harvey like yeah i did the chitlin circuit you, right, you, right, you, right. And you you only heard about it right. and then russell simmons put it out there and it was like what the fuck is this right like i, I only know jerry seinfeld and bill cosby <laughs> right, right, right eddie murphy's that that's all i know now you got bill bellamy yeah you got martin lawrence you got chris tucker you got bernie mack you got steve harvey you got, like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. You got Joe Torrey just crushing it. Like, I would, okay, so Fat Tuesdays, I'm doing a show with Joe Torrey, mm-hmm. right? I go up and I do my thing. I'm, I'm beast mode. I'm, I'm like, bah, 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 bah. I'm, I'm just knocking out as many jokes as I can. Getting applause breaks or whatever, right? And I go backstage and Joe Torrey's sitting there, right? Because yeah. he's, he's closing the show. And I was like, I was so excited. I like, shook his hand. Yeah. Like, hey, Joe, man. Like, it's an honor to meet you. I'm so happy I'm finally working with you, man, blah, blah, blah. And then this is exactly what he says. He's like, hey, man, you, I'm going to try and do his voice, but it's hard. You're real good. You're real good. Um, never be scared of silence. I hope this is a good Joe Torrey impersonation. <laughs> never be scared of silence. I'm like, okay. He goes, yeah, man, when you get silence, that means they're listening to you, man. Mm. Like, you ain't got to go out there and, like, try and get an applause break, applause break, applause break, like. Sometimes it's good to just let them hear you talk. That way they're listening. Mm. Don't be scared of silence, man. You're scared of silence. Yeah. And I didn't know what the fuck that meant. <laughs> I really didn't. <laughs> I, I just re- I left there with like so much bitterness. Like, oh, he just, he just hated it because I came with it. Right, 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 right. And then, you know, 
eight years later, I'm like headlining, and now I get it. Right. I'm like, oh, there's more to just stand up than joke, joke, applause break. Right. There's stories to be told. There's there's things that you need to listen to. You need to hear me. I got something to tell you. Right. Listen. Here's a story. Oh, I'm going to hit you with a joke, but listen to this. Because when you got them listening, you got full control of that crowd. They're yours. They're on. They're in that bus, and they're taking that ride. Yeah. You're the bus driver. I'm going to take you to whatever town I'm going to. And I got it. Now I get it. Yeah. And now I say it. I say that to up-and-coming comics. Like, yo, yo, you crush, but don't be scared of silence, man. Yeah. Like, sometimes when you hear nothing in the audience, that means you got full control, man. You can say anything. You can tell them any story. So the instinctive feeling is to hear silence and feel like you're bombing. Is that is that? I, that's the addition. When you're coming up, you, you think, oh, they're, they're just, oh, God, it's quiet. Right. Nah, <laughs> man. Like, that's what you want sometimes. It's like, don't be scared of that. That moment of just standing there and just thinking, you see me do it, Dre. Yeah. You see me do it all the time where I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. I'm not – like, they're there, man. You got them. Yeah. And that's that's the cool thing about stand-up, man, is like that that moment of control is is amazing and what you could do with it. Right. And where you could take them. Because it's like it, – it, it's it's to the moment where you, all, you look at everyone and go, okay, now look left. And you'll see the whole audience go, huh? And the whole look left because <laughs> they're so engaged, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I finally got it, and it was the best. Like that's that's that advice was so amazing. Anyways, fast forward to my son's first day at high school. Uh, well, actually, summer school, and he's meeting with this kid Joe, and they're yeah. just hanging out, and they're hitting it off. They look like twins. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then next, thing you know, he wants to go to Palm Springs with Joe's family. I'm like, who's Joe? <laughs> and then my son's like, do you know Joe Tory? I'm like, yeah, I know Joe Tory. Like I work with him. Blah blah. I know Joe. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's Joe's dad. Wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're kidding me right now. Wow. He's like, no, that's Joe's dad, Joe yeah. Torrey. My friend's Joe Torrey Jr. I'm like, you <laughs> have to be kidding me right now. So anyways, they go to Palm Springs together. I go to pick my, my son. I forget that my son got out of school and he's in Joe's car. He's like, yeah, Joe's going to take me to his house. Joe Torrey is right. taking my son home. Right, right, right. And I'm like, so I go and pick up Joe Torrey. He's in his man cave in the in the garage. I don't know what it is with black guys, but they always have man caves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, uh, yo, we got to get him on this show, bro. Yeah, oh, I'd love to. Dope, yeah, because I want to tell him that story to his face. But anyways, uh, uh, he he he. Uh, I go to I knock it knock on the door and and Joe Torrey's son opens the door. He's like, "Oh, Joe's uh, in the bathroom row. He'll be right out." And then he gets he comes out of the house and starts knocking on the garage door. And you hear Joe go, "Yeah." He's like, "Uh, uh Joe's here. Joe's dad's here." And then the garage door opens <laughs> to his man cave. Like, yeah, you know, it's my man cave. You know, I just like to sit there and just like you know separate myself from the family. So. <laughs> You know, it's just my little getaway, you know. Every guy's got to have it. <laughs> yo, he still looks good, man. Still looks, yo, man. I don't know what it is with comedians, but we don't age, bro. Right. Because yeah. he still looks like Joe Torrey from Poetic Justice. Yeah. Like, and it's cool, man, because he's a good father, man. Like, he was like, 
he was like, yeah, we moved out here, uh, you know, because he was like, we moved out here because I wanted to make sure he goes to a good school. Right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, that's a good guy. That's man. dope, man. Yeah, really cool story, man. So anyways, fast forward to me looking at my son and, and telling him, you know, that Joe Torrey's dad is my like one of my mentors right, like right. i you know i used to sit there and eat microwave popcorn and wait for midnight every saturday night just to see joe tory host deaf comedy jam like that was a thing for me right and record it you know what i mean and yeah. have it and i told him that and I, and I was like yo man his dad's legend bro yeah like i just no want doubt. you to know that his no dad's doubt. a legend so uh and then i also told him i go but um you don't have to tell him that. Because <laughs> your dad's a legend too, motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, I got to get Joe on this show, man. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to cool. do that. That'd, That'd be, be cool. cool to get him on here, yeah. man. But anyway, those That's are the stories. That's a lot of Joe. His, his kid's name Joe? His, name, his, dad, his son's name is Joe. Looks just like my son. Kid's badass too. He's a karate expert. Really? Yeah, he's got like a like a... Second degree black belt. Damn. My son came back from Palm Springs with him, and he goes, "Dad, Joe's got eight eight abs." <laughs> I'm like, "What? Eight abs? We counted them. He has eight <laughs> eight abs on his. It's like it's not even normal. Like he has to go to a doctor. He's not allowed to lift weights because he's abnormally functioning. His body's like growing weird." <laughs> Doctor said for him now, when he sits up, he's not allowed to do an actual sit up because he'll just probably grow another ab. This kid's got eight abs. What the fuck? It's eight more than me, right? <laughs> eight more than me. So yeah, man, it's kind of cool, man. Full yeah. circle. Yeah. But man, this, this this world is a lot smaller than we think, bro. Absolutely. Be running into people like. You ever think of something and then that person calls you yep. or or you run into them? It's like, it's weird. It's you, so weird. You ever had that moment where you think of something or think of somebody and it just pops up? Have you ever had that? Yeah, I, d- I definitely have had that. Like, what? It, Tell me, try and get, think of one story because I got one that was just kind of weird. Um, you, you want me to tell you? Yeah, go, go. All right. So <laughs> I'm in love with the Food Network. And like literally, like I binge watch. Me, me and too. Amy binge watch the Food Network, and we cannot get enough of beating Bobby Flay. I can't get enough of that show. You like that show? The the wait? Are you talking about Throwdown? No, beating, oh, Bobby, beating Flay. Bobby Flay. Like you got to beat Bobby Flay, and no one ever does because he's the Michael Jordan. Of <laughs> he's cooking. a man. <laughs> and then uh, 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 Food Network stars, and uh, and of course uh, Top Chef. Like I'm addicted to all of those. Like I'll even watch Chopped if I have to. I don't care. I'll yeah. watch anything on that network. And we're just binge watching, binge watching, watching it, watching it, watching it. I'm a foodie. I love to eat when I'm on the road. I'm not a drinker. I like to eat. Fast forward to me having this meeting with Giada, who is kind of like, you know, she's the female Bobby Flay. Like, it's there's only two people on that network. It's Giada and Bobby Flay. Yeah. And now I'm having this meeting with, what? with Giada. It Crazy. was just like, <laughs> it was the craziest thing. Right. Yeah. Full on meeting about, you know, producing a show with me and we love your work and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you love my work. I love your work. You know what I mean? And then they were talking about this video I made about the halal guys, you know, this right. food truck in New York. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we were all dying laughing and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I made that video for fun. Right. And here it is. This, this company is looking at it and loving it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, 
it, it's just like that that whole like throwing it out there that like, like weird energy thing yeah. it, it's weird right because all i kept talking about was bobby flay and the food network and i love food and right. sheldon and all that like and then boom here comes you like i never in my life was like i'm gonna throw a show towards food network like i never thought like that yeah i'd love to have it but i was like that was never on my list to be like Let's produce shows on on the Food Network. Right, right. I just like the show. Yeah, and here it is. It's come full circle. You should do like some sort of travel show or food oh, show. Are you kidding? I'm gonna. You, you pretty much do it. I'm like, gonna, man. Yeah, got to. I got, dude. I have this idea that I'm gonna take my friend. I'm gonna take a Filipino friend of mine to Monterey, and we're just gonna look at like like automobiles all day. Mm-hmm. And eat as many oysters as we can. I watch that show. I watch that show. I watch that show. Great, actually. I'd watch that show. I have a co-star idea for you, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chris Loxamana. Chris Loxamana. Huh? Like that? How many oysters can he put in his mouth? On the side of his mouth? <laughs> 30. You will lose. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What do you have? As far as that, that like that, kind that, of... that whole thinking of something and it just happens. Uh, you know, this. I'll, I'll bring it to the Food Network as well. I, uh, for a while, I, uh, I, I like uh, Triple D. Triple G. No, no. Oh, tri- Triple D, diners, di- dive-ins, and, and drives. Uh, drives, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'll watch that show. And, you know, everyone everyone craps on Guy Fieri. But I personally, I like the guy. Like, I think it's he's fun to watch. And then, yeah. So, I, uh, so I, I, I go on air. I talk about how much I like him. And then we head over to Vegas, SEMA, the SEMA show. And there he is. He's in he's in the booth with me. Isn't that weird? And, yeah. <laughs> we take a selfie. Wow. But that's weird, right? Yeah, it was wild. I... Like, uh- like if randomly, you, I really, I really like, especially now it's been happening a lot lately and it's kind of scaring me. Yeah. But the more you think about it, it really comes true, man. Just keep thinking about it. Whatever it is you want to do, keep thinking about it. it. It will happen. I don't know what it is. It, the, the right things will start moving, like gravitating towards you, whatever yeah. you need, whatever you're thinking about. Like, Oh, I want to be a baker. Like, Goddamn oven will start moving towards you. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like what's this oven doing here? Let me bake something. This is weird. The studio we're in right now. I listen to Adam Carolla show every day, and I moved out here. Uh, and not long after, they said they were looking for an intern, and now I work here. And I l- listen to the show. Every oh, wait, day. so you listen to the Carolla show uh, podcast? Every, yeah, every day when you were in. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Are you being honest right now? I swear to God. I moved out here to try to get a job of podcasting, except I was applying to like Podcast One and like the ad agencies because I yeah. didn't think they had positions open. Then one day they said, our intern's leaving. We need a new one. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And now I'm here. I kind of wish I would have shot higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how crazy is that? It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Because you're, you kept thinking about it and you were like, yeah. I'm going to move forward. I know where it's at, so I'll move there and I'll just apply. And then next thing you know, an intern leaves, position opens. Now you're right next to Adam. Like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Right? Doesn't even make sense. Like, you can't even explain that. Yeah. Because he didn't have, like, I don't know. How about you? What is yours? Um, I have a couple, like, quick ones, though. Yeah, so, go for it. So, 2000, 1998, 99, that era. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, Tyrone, you know, yeah. We, we came out to L.A. Right, we were supposed to have a couple of meetings. Yeah, music, music meetings. Yeah, music industry is kind of flaky sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both meetings fall through. Right. Yeah. I'm sitting in a in a motel room 
a motel yeah. on La Brea in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's not a good area. <laughs> no, not that's a bad area. And we're, I'm like, man, I just, I want to quit. Yeah. And I'm telling him this. We're in the room, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm done with this, man. This is, this is too much. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, let's just go down to the beach. You know what I'm saying? So you need to clear your head. So we go down to Santa Monica. We're driving down Santa Monica. Dr. Dre is coming out of a restaurant with his family. Seriously? Just <laughs> randomly, just like. Yeah. And I'm like. This is, 90, this is 98, Dr. Dre. Yeah. Chronic, yeah. chronic 2001, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right after Eminem dropped. Yeah. And uh, Tyrone's like, oh, man, you got you to gotta stop. Yeah. Because I, I have demos with me and all that. You know what I mean? So he's like, you got to stop. And I'm like. Nah, man, he's with his family. I don't. Yeah, he's like, bro, you got, you have to. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, stomach and knots. Like, if it's yeah. Dr. Dre, bro. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, and I'm like, Dre. I'm, 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 I'm scared. Like, yeah. And I like put my hand up. To, Did you like, do something stupid kind of like Dre? I'm Dre too. No. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have, but no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I What'd said, you say? I just go Dre. And I wave my – I don't know what to do because he's with his family. He's yeah. with his kids. and So I wave my CD in the air like – and he he goes – puts his hand up like he puts a finger up like, okay, hold on. Puts his kids and his wife in the car and actually comes over and talks to me. And, what? And, and takes the CD and – you know what I mean? Nothing came out of it, but I – it, it was – we were having that energy. Yeah. And that came about. You know what I mean? That's so, cool, man. Yeah. yeah. I love that, yeah. man. And that's cool that you seized that opportunity too. Like you went and like Yeah. It was it was awkward because I was just like this is Dr. Dre. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but like, yo, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You see that and you go for it. Yeah. The other one is real quick is that I was on a on a, do I have time? Yeah. I was on a I was on a plane five, six years ago. Uh there's a guy named Kenny Car Carkeet is his name. He's a yeah. producer yeah. for a group called A Wall Nation. He's sitting across the aisle from me, and we're just we're just talking on the way from Seattle back yeah. to L.A. He uh, ends up inviting Gemma and I to their uh, Jimmy Kimmel performance. Uh -huh. We go to that. We do all that. I don't see him here from, you know, we don't, you know, we, we just didn't yeah, talk yeah. for like the next four or five years. Yeah. I'm on Twitter, and he, and he says, uh, I'm looking for an intern. So I tell my son, who, yeah. who, who yeah, graduated yeah. for engineering, you should do this. Yeah. Two days ago, he goes, hey, man, uh, I think Kenny just asked me to start engineering, or not start engineering, but to come engineer his show. What? Yeah. So yeah. That, you met him on a plane? Five, six years ago. That's so cool, bro. And it came full circle. And now your son's doing it. Yeah. That's dope. <clears throat> yeah. It's kind of, you know what else is kind of cool? A-Wall Nation? That, the, yeah, A-Wall yeah, Nation. a great band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so he broke up with that group, so he's he's... In a group with a guy uh, from Eve Six, I can't remember his name right now. Crazy. So they have a, they have a group called Fitness now that they're in. That's dope. Yeah, you know what's cool? Like what I love about uh, you is uh, um, you you played basketball. Yeah, and then you also went into rap. Yeah, and uh, and then you had two kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has two kids. The daughter plays basketball. For Louis, uh, uh, for uh, Illinois, Illinois State, Illinois yeah. State, and then the son's an engineer. Yeah, 
a music engineer. Like, that's little, cool, have, right? Yeah. No, I have this little trick where I can portion off my DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll that's te- cool, I'll teach right? it to you later. But isn't that cool, it though? Is, it is. It's 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 kind of weird, but it, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool to yeah. see that. And I, I'm like, I'm excited to see. Like what my son's gonna do? Yeah. Like, yo, is he gonna get into stand up? Because he's funny, bro. My son's naturally funny. Yeah. He can act. You know what I mean? He's yeah. got my looks. Like, God, he got really <laughs> blessed with that. <laughs> he, he's solid, no matter what he does. Yeah, he's solid. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd love to see it. Like, it's he's gotta got be good cool. Timing. His timing is developing. Yeah. Because I, I hang out. You know, I've hung out with him a couple times yeah. recently as he's gotten older, and I'm like, this dude's really funny. Yeah, he knows when to hit it. He yeah. knows when to say it. Yeah. He's he's smart, man. So it's I, I'm kind of like I can't wait to see what happens because it's got to be fun for you to be like, damn, my daughter's playing. Yeah, got a full ride. What? Yeah, man. My son's an engineer. What? Yeah, that's cool, bro. Yeah, it is. And it's you. You're the inspiration. Yeah, and the DNA. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's so dope. If you would have left them, they would have found you somehow through music <laughs> and basketball. <laughs> Your daughter's playing for the New York oh, Liberty. Like, that kid looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that girl with the handles looks like me for some reason. <laughs> this year, MVP. Yeah. AJ Simmons. What the fuck? Huh. <laughs> I'll I wonder. I've got the same last name. That's cool. Yeah, no. It is real cool. Oh, real quick. I thought I thought of one more. When I, when I first got this job and I told a buddy of mine, like, hey, I started um, working with this guy, Adam Carolla. I didn't really know who he was at the time. And he says, oh, let me play you a clip. It's hilarious. He go, we go on YouTube and he plays me this clip of Adam talking to Kobayashi. On the oh, phone, uh, and on the and, where on the four four or five? No, he was just on the phone with with Kobayashi, a guy playing Kobayashi, right? And it was hilarious. And now, whenever I saw that friend for years, we'd always just talk about that clip, like, "Hey, man, that it's crazy." And now here I am, work with Kobayashi. That's that was crazy. Joe. That was Joe. Right, that was right, a, right, right. Yeah, we used to talk about the clip all the time, and I know I didn't know it was you uh, until uh, you, you started coming in. <laughs> that was his radio show. Yeah. Holy but that's how he—that's how that's he crazy. knew Adam, and that's how he showed me like like how funny it would it would be. What? Yeah. And now you're working with Adam and me. Yeah, that's so it's cool. Wild. See, I love those stories. Hell yeah, you guys keep pressing forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you can do it, man. Yeah. Think about it. God, I hate it when people like. This is what I hate. I said this the other day, Dre. I was like, you can tell everyone the secret. You can tell, like, that's the secret. Right. I'll tell you the secret. Yeah. You want to know what I did to do it? Here, this is it. This is my secret. I did this. And then it's up to them whether they want to do it. Right. And nine times out of ten, they don't want to fucking do it. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. But there's that one cat that does. And that's the one that's going to, that, that's the one that's going to move forward. And it's like, dude, it, it's like, I, I, it sounds like we're, we're making this up and it's not, man. It's like. When you think of something and you really want it and you just lay it, like, lay it on thick. Yeah. Like, this is all you live and breathe and think about. I swear to you, it's going to happen. Yeah. You just start moving moving towards it, man. So, if anyways, if you're listening right now, I say this every time, in your cubicle or at your desk or at the gym with your headphones on. At the bakery. At the bakery. <laughs> You didn't even know you were going to be a baker until that fucking oven jumped in front of you. (laughs) 
Just do it, man. That's an old Nike saying. Just do it. Just fucking do it, man. God, give it a shot. Give it a whirl, man. It's real, man. Nothing better than failure. Failure makes you stronger, man. Absolutely. Dude, I'd rather fail than to be like, I don't know if I can do it. Right. I hate to be that guy. I'd hate to die. I hate that that to be my last words. Imagine. I don't know what it. I don't know what it would have been like if I tried stand up. Imagine that. that. Imagine this. Imagine you're not. You're not Joe Coy. Yeah. You're 60, 70 years old, right? Yeah. And you still have the stories, though. Yeah. Regardless whether you made it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the experience. Yeah, yeah. I got them. Got them uh, all. Other than that, all you have is regret. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? You got regret. Yeah. That's what my, my dad says that to me, Nick. My dad says regret. He goes, he goes, bro, all I wanted to be was a pilot. I just didn't want to go to college. I didn't want to. I didn't want to take out the hours. I didn't want to blah blah blah. He, yeah. he had all these excuses. Yeah. So I just. I, I was lazy. I didn't want to blah blah blah. And he goes. Oh, that's why I live vicariously through you. <laughs> he said that today. Yeah. Kind of touched my heart. Yeah. He's like watching you chase your dream and become a comedian, man. That's why I'm so into it, man. Because you you're really out there doing it. I wanted to be a pilot and I never did it, man. <laughs> I always said, "What if?" Yeah. That's cool, right? Yeah. So just go do it, Nick. Chris. Dre, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, man, I'm happy to be back. We'll get back in the mix. Yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, there's a couple things I want to promote real quick. You ready? My son's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he had all four wisdom teeth pulled. Nice. And I'm telling you this right now, parents. It's a brutal thing to happen to your kid. Oh. <laughs> He's dying right now. He looks like a chipmunk. And... uh. But it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. He keeps drinking shit and it's falling out of his mouth. He got loopy, you know what I mean? When they put them under and when they wake up, they're crazy. And I got it all on tape. Or tape. Yeah, I had a, I had a VHS had a, tape. Beta, a Betamax. Yeah, I had a Betamax. And he looked at the doctor and I, you know, they were like, your son's ready. You can come see him. And I'm walking down the hallway and all I hear my son yelling at the doctor, you took my lips. <laughs> this guy took my lips. Where's my tongue? Where's my tongue? You took my tongue. Then he touched his lip and he goes, my tongue. I don't have a tongue. Then he had blood on his teeth, and it looked like gold teeth. And he goes, I'm 21 savage like a motherfucker. (laughs) Bro, it's the funniest thing you'll ever see, man. I'm going to post that video. I can't wait to post it. I'm going to chop it up. It's going to be so funny. Anyways, that was fun. I love you guys. Love you. I'm back. Let's keep doing these. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to be, but go to JoeCoy.com. When's this going to air? Tomorrow? Yeah. Today? I'll put up tomorrow. Really? Yeah. All no. right. What about the uh, LOL show? Real LOL. Quick. You guys, Kevin Hart, brah, gave me a show. It's called Inglorious Pranksters. Go to LOL Network. Check that out. Netflix. It's on. Chris Luxemana, we're out. Nick, Dre, I love you. Peace. Love you. Bro. Love ya. Blowing, showing off their house, nappy roots on the radio, and you know it about last night to hit the big.